this is Sarah Hamilton. First, I want to say that I miss you all and I'm very excited to see you soon as we gather again in August. Psalms has historically been one of my go-to places in scripture. I am not poetic at all and that is actually pretty laughable to think about um, but I do love music and songs and I love to sing um, and I love the honesty in songs and how it can take you to a different place in your heart and mind. If you were to ever walk into our home at any given moment, there's a good chance that you will hear some music and um, I must say a pretty wide variety and range of music uh, depending on whose Pandora stations we're listening to. Uh, a couple of days ago, I was on a walk with my dog around my neighborhood. I had my headphones in and I was actually listening to this psalm, Psalm 84, that I um, want to share with you today. And some of you might remember Shane and Shane from the late 90s, maybe actually early 2000s. Well, they are still around and Psalm 84 is a newer song for them and I really have enjoyed listening to it, and so I would encourage you to search it up after this. Get on YouTube and do a little search and let it encourage your heart as um, you let those the words of this psalm kind of run over you. Um, so I would love to read Psalm 84. It says, How lovely is your dwelling place, Lord Almighty! My soul yearns, even faints, for the courts of our Lord. My heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. Even the sparrow has found a home, and a swallow a nest for herself, where she may have her young, a place near your altar, Lord Almighty, my King and my God. Blessed are those who dwell in your house. They are ever praising you. Blessed are those whose strength is in you, whose hearts are set on pilgrimage, as they pass through the valley of Baca, they make it a place of springs, and the autumn rains also cover it with pools. They go from strength to strength till each appears before God in Zion. Hear my prayer, Lord God Almighty. Listen to me, God of Jacob. Look on our shield, O God. Look with favor on your anointed one. Better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere, I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of the wicked. For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor. No good thing does he withhold from those whose walk is blameless. Lord Almighty, blessed is the one who trusts in you. Before we begin, I think it would be easy to say or think that, well, that's a nice psalm and um that's not really my experience uh, my experience maybe is hard or and not filled with um what could be on the surface this psalm sound like just full of rainbows and butterflies but I would challenge that by saying neither is the psalmist experience in general um the psalms are filled with grief anger questioning and in some sections, utter despair, alongside praise, resting, and reassurance in a great God. And um, we've heard so far from 
and this month from Stephanie and Keaton in particular about that anguish and despair, questioning and grief. And so I don't know how those things coexist, that grief and despair and resting and assurance in a great God. But I do know from experience that they can and they do. And it's actually from a place of grief that I was on that walk around my neighborhood listening to the Psalms, uh, the word of the, the Psalms, this Shane and Shane song that I mentioned earlier. I'm letting those words wash over my heart and mind. And I um, like to think of this song and have named it for myself, a Psalm of Longing. There are many encouragements and pictures and truths that you could take away from the psalm, but I wanted to highlight two particular pictures that stood out to me, and those two pictures are of a desert and a door. Um, so I'm actually going to start at verse 5, and I'm going to read verse 5 through 7 again. It says, Blessed are those whose strength is in you, whose hearts are set on pilgrimage. As they pass through the valley of Baca, they make it a place of springs. The autumn rains also cover it with pools. They go from strength to strength till each appears before God in Zion. Um, we probably have a better understanding of this particular place, and um, I'm referring to a desert, than most people in the U.S., I never thought I would be living in a desert, and I have now been for six years, and I've made it my home just like all of you. And you might be saying, um, Sarah, I didn't hear you talk about, I didn't hear you say the word desert in what you read, and you would be correct, I didn't say the word desert. But in the poetic language of song here, the writer is indeed describing a desert and the need for water in such a place. Um, Calvin writes in one of his commentaries that there is, however, no doubt that dry and barren deserts are here to be understood. And traveling through, speaking of traveling through the desert, which much difficulty and privation must be endured. I um, want to pause for a second and tell you that I literally had to look up the word privation. And um, here are some synonyms. So a place of hardship or a place of destitution, a place of want or need, a place of suffering or affliction. You get the picture. This difficulty and neediness is particularly from the need of water and water being the most necessary uh, to persons when traveling. If you have spent any amount of time in the desert, which you all have, you know that water is a must. We, in our modern world, carry our water bottles everywhere. Um, and I find it funny when we go travel places, like back home um, to Arkansas, Mississippi, and we have our water bottles and we take them everywhere out of habit, even though we don't normally need them as much there because it's a lot more humid. Um, I, it just becomes so natural and people are like, why are you carrying around a five pound thing of water? But, um, and I've actually been without my insulated water bottle for a week because I forgot it somewhere and I am now reminded why we carry those things everywhere we go. So much difficulty is how Calvin describes this desert land. But the verses say, blessed are those whose strength is in the Lord as they pass through these desert places. 
the scarcity of that water does not stop them on their journey. This might also bring about um, into picture verse 2 where it says, My soul yearns, even faints for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. This is a picture of steadfastness and longing of the traveler for God. He or she is willing to pass through such a desert and that even the scarcity of water will not stop that traveler. And just before we get this picture of a desert um, with provisions of water, verse 5 says, Whose hearts are set on pilgrimage? It says, Blessed are those whose strength is in you, whose hearts are set on pilgrimage. And um, Keaton last week spoke beautifully of that pilgrimage. We are currently in the middle of that pilgrimage um, with grief, anger, questioning. But we also know it is the middle, and each middle has a beginning and an end, as um, she so eloquently put it last week. Um, But our hearts are set, knowing that there is an end. We will go from strength to strength, meaning those who are yearning after the Lord Almighty are continually seeking fresh strength for the journey and continue on their journey until we reach that end until we appear before God in Zion. If I were to sum up the desert, I would say um, there is a desert, a dry and barren place in the middle, and even the fear of lack of our most fundamental need, that of water, should not stop us. I must admit, it isn't even fear for the lack of water that can stop me in my tracks. Um, It could be fear of being unloved or unwanted, Um, a fear of not doing the right thing Um, that can stop me from yearning and following after after God Um, so my question to you would be what fear do you have as you travel this pilgrim path the next picture is the picture of the door and I wanted to read verses 8 through 11 to you it says Hear my prayer, Lord God Almighty. Listen to me, God of Jacob. Look on our shield, O God. Look with favor on your anointed one. Better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of the wicked. For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor. No good thing does he withhold from those whose walk is blameless. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of God than dwell in the tents of the wicked. The door would have been, just think about a door of your home, the door would have been the outermost part of the house or structure. It is as far away from the inside and as close to the inside as you can be all at the same time. The psalmist is saying, I would rather be on the edges of where God is than be able to be smack dab in the middle of the tents of the wicked or of where God is not. And now let me nuance that just a little bit to say, because we are so missional and that is in our bones, um, it's not meaning that for the sake of mission, I don't want to be in the middle of, of those that do not believe or where God is not, but simply for the fact of being closer to God. Because remember God in this passage where we are in scripture, God dwelt in a particular place in a particular time And at this particular time and in this particular place, his presence was in his tabernacle. It wasn't like today where, um, you know, where we have the Holy Spirit 
Um, it looked very different back then. And so God dwelt in a particular place. And the psalmist is saying, I would rather be on the edge experiencing um, God as close to I, as close as I can be um, <clears throat> than somewhere where God is not. And then the psalm ends in verse 12. It says, Lord Almighty, blessed is the one who trusts in you. And I find this verse very fitting and a great encouragement to end this chapter because it is trust in which all of this is possible. Trust in the living God, a God that acts and moves, but also gives people decisions to make. His love and majesty propel us forward in the desert, even when there's scarcity of fundamental need. His love and majesty propel us to stand at the door, even to just catch a glimpse and marvel at our great God.